Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BD's Universe Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Chris BD Bronson. And right now, this is episode 10. That's right, episode 10. And I have a plethora of topics to go over today. A plethora, you know, that's my favorite word, man. So without further ado, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's following me on social media on my Instagram, my Facebook page, who's listening to this on Spotify and Anchor app and Apple Podcasts. Man, I appreciate all the love and support, man. People come up to me, tell me to keep going, encouraging me. I love it. Man, so I got a good one for y'all today, man. You know, happy, um, no, actually not happy Thanksgiving. I just passed. That was last week. My days are blurring together. Anyway, man, but you know, it, it's December. We're going into Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Merry Christmas. You know what I'm saying? It's Christmas time. You know, my wife want to put up the tree and stuff today. I'm not really into all the decorations because I don't get as happy as she does, but I got to do what I got to do. So I got to pull all the boxes and stuff out of storage, dust them off, and uh, bring them in the house. But uh, that's what we're going to get into later on today, man. Hey, but let's start off. Let's get into this episode, man. Let's get into it. So knowing we just passed through Thanksgiving, I'm going to do, I'm going to play a game doing uh, called One Gotta Go. Okay, this is going to be for holiday foods, okay? Now, one, I'm doing it for holiday foods because I'm, I'm hungry. You know, I haven't ate breakfast yet, but uh, moving on. So this here's the thing. One of these got to go. Turkey, ham, mac and cheese. When I say mac and cheese, I mean the black mac and cheese, baked mac and cheese, okay? Got a little burn on the edges, okay? And dressing. Okay, once again, one got to go turkey, ham, mac and cheese or dressing. Now, for me, first off the board, I got to stay is ham. I don't care what holiday it is. Ham's always good. Say what you want. Say you shouldn't eat pig, shouldn't eat pork, whatever. I love ham. I love bacon. You can judge me all you want to. If you want to fight, it can be whatever. It can be whatever. Okay, so my favorite ham is going to be the spiral cut double brown sugar glaze. Can't go wrong. Okay, you can't go wrong. You want to get a little honey baked in there? That's cool, too. But the double glaze, brown sugar, uh, can't miss it. Can't miss it. So, so this, man, this is what, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to keep ham one. Okay. Um, next for me would be black mac and cheese. I got to stay. I got to stay. You know, um, here's the thing about mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is more important to Thanksgiving in a black household than the turkey okay and here's why in order for you to make the macaroni and cheese for your household or for the thanksgiving dinner you have to be vetted by a veteran in the family you got to be got to have somebody vouch for you meaning you have to have made this to um you have to have made the mac and cheese at at least seven prior events you got to have big mama's approval or the auntie's Somebody has to vouch for you, and they have to have at least 10 to 15 years in the game. Period. You can't just go be the new person coming in here trying to make the mac and cheese. First of all, Barbara, we don't know you. Okay, Susan, look, you know how it is. Black dudes always dating some, uh, you know, oh, a fair-skinned complexion lady. And uh, so we don't want the Barbers and Susans coming to the Black Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm going to make mac and cheese. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You stay over there. You know what you're going to bring? You're going to bring some paper plates, some cups, and napkins. That's what you do. We don't need you to fix, we don't need you to fix nothing, okay? So I'm going to have to get the mac and cheese because my wife, she's getting better at it every year. And uh, this past year, fire. 
okay? Fire. Now, I ain't gonna say nothing else about it, okay? So, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating next year when she just, when she hits her peak of her mac and cheese making, and, uh, I'm looking for a long marriage of happy Thanksgiving eating with the mac and cheese, okay? Now, what's left on the board for me right now is I got the turkey and I got the dressing. Now, I really don't eat dressing. The reason why I really don't eat dressing is because... Growing up, my mama couldn't really cook. I'm going to be honest. She wasn't a great cook. My grandma made dressing. But it wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I got to have this meal. Me, I don't really care for it because I'm like, look, I'm all about the meat. I want the turkey, the ham, the chicken. I got to get the greens, the macaroni and cheese, the potato salad. I don't have room on my plate for this dressing. So I, I got that later on if there was some left. I wasn't really focused on it. So I don't have the I, I don't have the admiration for dressing like, like other people I know. Like my wife is like, yo, dressing is where it's at. Now mind you, um, I did I, I over at a friend's house uh, last week, and they they was like, oh Chris, you want some dressing? I said, nah, man, I'm not too, I'm not too fond of it. Whatever. And they said, man, no, I hear, man. They put a little gravy on top of that. They said, here, man, get a little piece of that. Give me a fork. I took a bite of that thing. I was like, yo. I automatically looked at my wife like, yo, where was this at on our Thanksgiving plate? Where was your antennas? What is like, why haven't I tasted this goodness? Why haven't I tasted and seen this goodness my whole life? One, because mama couldn't cook. And my wife, she didn't, she's not really versatile in that yet. Now, she could start on making it, but she didn't want to mess it up. So she's like, I'm not there yet. I got to get the recipe from my dad, my aunties, whatever. So I got to become good at doing that before I just make it, which I understood. But I had some. I tasted the goodness. And I'm like, bet that got to stay. That means turkey got to go. Here's the thing. I don't really care about turkey. Turkey always dry as hell, no matter who make it. It's always dry because it's just big breasts. It's just, it's dry as hell. White meat is just dry. And we don't be having time for it. One, a lot of people can't season the turkey good. A lot of people can't. A lot of people eat the turkey just because it's Thanksgiving and you have to buy a turkey. Now, a lot of people know how to season it well. And what do they do? We either be smothering in gravy, mixing with the dressing. You know, it's just there. We mostly have the turkey. We eat turkey sandwiches the next two, three days. That's really it. But I don't really care for the turkey. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. So for me, the one I got to go is turkey. So I'm keeping the ham, mac and cheese, and the dressing. Okay? Man. Ham, mac and cheese, and dressing. That's a good little meal right there in itself. And that's what I would prefer. That's what I would keep. And of course, another thing about mac and cheese, why it's so important in the black culture, because if we don't eat the turkey or the ham, don't trip. Black. One thing about black people, we're going to have a bunch of meat present at the dinner. We're going to have the ham gonna have a turkey we're gonna have a roast we're gonna have some fried chicken it's, you know black people always looking for a reason to make some fried chicken always like, what what y'all coming over for dinner i'm gonna fry some chicken what 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 you want breakfast i'm gonna fry some chicken like it's just that's what we do there's gonna be several meat options but the mac and cheese has to be made by one individual you gotta have at least seven years in the game and you gotta have a big mama or an auntie vouch for you Okay, and that big mama and that auntie has to be vouched for it. We got to know what they do is greatness, so you can't mess this up. Okay, if it don't have that little crispy around the edge on the pan, don't bring it to the black cookout. 
Don't do it. This is a word of advice for all my listeners. If your mac and cheese is not in an aluminum foil pan with the little crust on the edges, means it was baked. Do not, I repeat, do not bring that to the cookout. One, because black folks are going to talk about you the whole time. Okay? Especially the black aunties. When they get together, they will tell you about yourself. They hold no punches. You know why they don't care about your, uh, your girlfriend's feeling? Because y'all ain't married. Too many times, you know, we got uh, uh we got dudes. Just just get they just got kids together. Just got kids. They just come into the family function. They've been together 10, 15 years. Got a got a 13 year old son, a 10 year old daughter. And you know they just there. You know just living life. And they always get mad at the mama because she always got something to say. And why she got something to say? Cause that ain't your wife. She can pick up and leave whenever the hell she won't. Or you could pick up and leave whenever the hell you want. Now you got baby mama drama. Now the kids, they got to uh, alternate uh, holidays. Now big mama pissed the hell off. You did this to yourself, okay? I had a friend, an co- old, uh, old co-worker of mine, um, her boyfriend. They, they've been together for some time. They got a couple kids. But she's like, the mama's always talking crap to her. And I said, you know why? Because you ain't his wife. It changes when you become the wife. Now you could really, you could freely speak your mind as the wife. You know why? The mama will have to accept that because she know y'all married. You ain't going nowhere. You his wife. You take care of her son now. It is what it is. But since y'all ain't together, it's like, well, you really don't like this nigga anyway. He really don't like you. Y'all just got some kids. And what y'all gonna do with y'all kids? Y'all gonna drop them off at my damn house. That's why I got a problem with you. It's, it's a different type. Black mamas are weird like that. So I'm just throwing it out there for y'all, man. Moving on, because, you know, it was Thursday night football last night. How about them damn Cowboys? How about them? Man, lost to the Chicago Bears. They are now 6-7 and seven on the season. What brings me great joy about the Cowboys is now my Facebook page is not all the... You know, one thing I hate about Cowboys fans is that they're always just like... Man, you know, they want to blame everybody else. They want to talk about the refs was cheating uh, or this team really wasn't that good. We should have won, blah, 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 blah. Listen, now they're coming out here like, yo, hey, man, uh, this coach need to be fired because we're not not them boys no more. So I made a joke to my friend on Facebook. I said, hey, look, man, (laughs) y'all ain't been them boys since Tony Romo. He was like, nah, man, we ain't been them boys since Troy Aikman. I was like, damn, you said it. So then I started thinking. I was like, why was there such high expectations placed on the Cowboys? Because the last four or five years, people just been, oh, we're going to the chip, we're going to the chip, we're going to the chip. I was like, why y'all keep saying that? Like, what has what has happened that I have missed where Cowboys fans are like, yo, we're winning it this year? So I went back and I did some research. As you know, Dak Prescott is in his fourth year. So I went and compared Tony Romo's First four years as a starter, because although his first two years in the league, he didn't start, he didn't really play, he was riding the bench. So his four, Tony Romo's first years, first four years as a starter, I went and looked at their um, at their uh, statistics. So, 2007, that's when Tony Romo first time, he was a first time starter. No, I'm sorry, it was 2006. And everybody was always hating on Romo. So I'm like, okay, why was Romo so bad? So in 2006, he had a 65% completion rating. 2,900 yards, 13 touchdowns, 13, I mean, 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Wasn't great, wasn't the best, but he was just coming, just starting. 2007, full-time starter, they went 13 and 6. 
He had 64, uh, 64% completion rate, threw for 4,200 yards, 36 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. Okay, all right, I'll go ahead, Romo in 2007. That's when he was elected to the Pro Bowl, and he was a, a first-team All-Pro, okay? 2008, he was injured, but the games he did play, they were 8-5. and five. He had a 61% completion, uh, completion rate. Uh, threw for 3,400 yards, 26 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. 2009, again, he was um, he was selected to the Pro Bowl, and he was a first-team All-Pro. The Cowboys won 11-5, had a 63% completion rating, 4,400 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Okay? So his first four years, okay, his first four years, he was 37-19. and 19. With a 51% winning percentage. Now, Dak Prescott. 2016, you know, he that's when we know as a rookie, he left the world on fire. Cowboys went 13 and 3, 67% completion rating, which is crazy high. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, threw for 3,600 yards. Boom. When I saw that, that's when it dawned me because I didn't really know what his stats were. I just knew Dak Prescott in 2016 was playing good for a rookie. But those are some pretty darn good numbers. That's borderline MVP candidate numbers, okay? So in 2017, the Cowboys, they underachieved. They went 9-7. He did a 63% win, um, 63% completion rating, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, threw for 3,300 yards. 2018, Cowboys went 10-6. Again, won the division. It was 67% completion rating. 22 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 3,800 yards. Again, borderline MVP-type numbers when they had a great season. Now, he was stuck to the Pro Bowl in 2016 and 2018 as a, so he's, as a Pro Bowl and a first-team All-Pro, okay? Now, 2019, they went, they're currently 6-7, and seven, three games left in the season. He has a 65% completion rating, 4,100 yards, as high as... Um, um, yards is of his career with 24 touchdowns. Okay, this is highest touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Now, so Dak Prescott, his first four years, he's 38 and 23. That's a 60, he has a 66% completion ratings. He threw for over 15,000, just a shy of 15,000 yards. He has 91 touchdowns, 36 interceptions, and he has a 60% winning percentage. 60% winning percentage now compared to Tony Romo's first four years. 38-17, 63% completion ratings, 14,900 yards, he has 107 touchdowns and 55 interceptions. Okay? Now, then I'm like, no, oh, I'm like, why are they so mad? Like, why are the Cowboys so mad? Why they have such high expectations? So we looked at it. There's no doubt in my mind, Tony Romo had a Hall of Fame career. He just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. We could all agree to that. He was trash in the playoffs. But regular season, Romo was that dude. He he was making plays. So, Romo's career, he was a 63% completion rating. Okay. I'm sorry, he was 65% completion rating for his career. He was 78 and 49. Okay. He finished with 34,100 yards. He had 248 touchdowns and uh, 117 interceptions. Now, I just took Dax Prescott's first four years. Now, mind you, uh, Tony Romo played about 13 years. So I just went and I just 
times Dak Prescott's first four years. So I gave him a 12-year career. I'm like, if he just does what he does over the next uh, eight years, and get, you know, God gives him a 12-year career. I just, I just added up the numbers, okay? Dak Prescott will have. He will win 114 games to 69 losses. He'll have a 66% completion rating. He'll throw for 45,000 yards, 273 touchdowns, and 108 interceptions. When I looked at the numbers like that, I see why the Cowboys fans are so mad. Y'all went from having a Hall of Fame quarterback to a quarterback who was putting up better numbers, and y'all are still losing. I get it. Now I know why y'all so damn upset. I know why. Because Dak Prescott showed y'all so much greatness his first year. You guys were 13-3. Like, yo, we should win this chip. The next year, y'all go 9-7. Then the next year, y'all go 10-6. Win the division, then boom, this year y'all six and seven. So what? Yeah, they might win the division again, but you're six and seven right now. They're probably gonna finish eight and eight. At best, I said they finish eight and eight. But they could easily go seven and nine. And Dak could probably throw for close to five thousand yards, probably have about twenty-eight, twenty-nine touchdowns, probably about fifteen interceptions. Still have a good year statistically, but their team is not competing, not winning games. I see why y'all mad, man. I understand, but guess what? I don't give a damn. Because when the Raiders was losing for all them years, y'all had nothing but trash remarks for me and all the memes I put on Facebook. Guess what? Now y'all niggas is losing. Feel my pain, okay? And guess what? Y'all probably ain't gonna go through like a 10, 12 year drought like we did. Y'all still make the playoffs every damn year. But so what? I don't care. I want y'all to be in this agony to know that your team has the potential to win and they're just not doing it. A couple years ago, Raiders went 12 and 4. We could have went to the bowl, but Derek Carr breaks his leg in the playoffs. We lose. Whatever. Come out the next year, trash. Okay? Next year, trash. It's happened too many times. I remember when the Raiders had the number one defense. This was a while back. They had like it was like a three or four year span. They had a great defense. That's why we had Warren Sapp. I think it was um, Kirk Morrison as our linebacker. Great defensive squad. But we couldn't pass the ball or run the ball to save our life. You know why? Because we had Jamarcus Russell. Horrible trap. The biggest bust in NFL history, Jamarcus Russell. This man got about $60 million guaranteed from his, um, from his rookie deal. Now, going back, this is when I knew the Raiders were in trouble. Because I followed Jamarcus Russell. LSU quarterback was killing it. I'm like, yo, he's a prototypical quarterback. Big dude, big body, cannon of an arm. It's going to be great. Now, I was watching 106 The Park, and this dude came out as a special guest. When I saw all the damn jewelry this man had on, he had like two, three big diamond platinum chains. He had a bracelet that looked like he had on like a forearm wristband. Just diamond encrusted, had the rings, the big diamond earrings. I'm looking like, bro, we haven't even signed your contract yet. Where you get all this money from? That's when I knew it was a problem. I'm like, oh no, this dude just got the bag. He don't give a damn about the team. He's like, yo, my money's guaranteed. I'm about to do what I gotta do. I'm not gonna cause no trouble in the media. I play bad, whatever. I'm just gonna come in here, do my thing. Secure his bag. He did what Tony, I'm not Tony, but uh, what Antonio Brown should have did. 
okay? Antonio Brown could have got his guaranteed 30 million. He could have got it. But he know how to shut the hell up and just act accordingly. If he just toughed it out for the start of the season, he would have got his 30 million, but he started acting a fool. Jamarcus Russell said, look, I'm acting, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be a model. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Coming here to work. I'm not gonna be the best employee, but I'm gonna do enough so I can't get fired. First couple years, I couldn't fire. Then I got to the point like, look, bro, you gotta go. We paying you entirely too much money for you to be this trash. But he still got his damn money. So that's what we go. That's what I went through as a Raiders fan. And now y'all gotta go through. You guys have a quarterback who's putting up great numbers statistically. You guys have Ezekiel Elliott. Have a good offensive line. But y'all just can't get it done because your coach is trash. So what? Get over it. Brings me so much joy. Going to the Christmas season. Oh, that brings me so much joy to see the Cowboys. You're losing and struggling. Oh, makes me so happy. So happy. Like I said, it's Christmas time is coming up. And Christmas shopping is for suckers. Okay? Christmas shopping is for suckers. Christmas shopping is trash. I hate it with a passion. But what's so crazy is I like buying gifts, but I hate... I like buying gifts because I like to see people's reaction, but I hate going to the store to buy the gifts. Because there's always a bunch of people in there just fighting over deals. And there's always some fat lady in Walmart... Who's just getting on your damn nerves? They don't know how to. They don't know how to push their cart to the side so you can get through. They just walk in the middle of the aisle, leaving their cart in the middle. They takes her big, um, her big Hulk-looking self walking down the aisle. I'm like, look, miss, get your stomach off my back. Move, okay? But any of y'all who think God don't got a sense of humor, go to Walmart after ten o'clock. You'll see some people. And you're like, you know what? God is hilarious. God is hilarious. I don't care what you say. There's some ugly people out there. I know I'm not the best looking dude in the world, but I know my, I look, I know my flaws, okay? I own them. I dress accordingly. Some people need to stop wearing what they're wearing because you don't got the body type for it, okay? You cannot wear skinny jeans if you're over 250 pounds. Let it go. Stop trying to be hip. Stop trying to be like, dressing like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne can't even wear no damn skinny jeans because his, his stuff is damn near tights, okay? And another thing, have y'all ever seen an ugly baby? No, no, no. Let's, let's be real. An ugly baby. Have you ever seen an ugly baby? I have. There's some people in my family right now who make some monsters of kids. I mean, who's at a family function? I'm like, yo, who's ugly? Who's gripping up a child is that? Like, where they come from? Because, like, like, nobody in the family look like that. And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so kid. I'm like, oh. Oh, I can see, I can see the resemblance. Oh, wow. I'm just thinking to myself, like, wow, who was that monster? Are they growling? Did I hear a growl? Are you hungry? Oh, my God. Look at them teeth. Look at them eyes. Just did another family function. There was another little boy. I'm like, yo, who's, um... I told my wife, I said, yo, who ugly baby is that? I said, oh, that's so-and-so, son. I'm like, what? They have another one? So they got two monsters. They got two monsters? She's like, stop it. I'm like, nah, man. Somebody got to say something. Somebody got to say something. Y'all need to stop having sex. You need to stop making these ugly monsters. Okay? Because don't nobody need to see that. It's a holiday. We're trying to be in good spirits. I don't need my kids being scared of your kids because your, your kids are monsters. Okay? Now, although, I do got to say this. My daughter, Ashley. She wasn't a cute baby. She wasn't. Okay? Because she had some health issues. Up until two years old, my daughter wasn't cute. Didn't really post pictures of her. Because, um, she one, she had severe eczema. And severe allergies. 
and she was asthmatic. We didn't know what she was allergic to. So looking back at it, it's funny because like my wife was uh, giving her, you know, the formula. She was allergic to dairy. So we switched her from dairy to soy. We come to find out she was allergic to soy, but we were giving her this milk for a good nine to 10 months, the soy milk. This is what happens when you have medical. You take them forever to see a doctor. They refer you out. Takes time, whatever. So, mind you, do an allergy test. They say, "Yo, her her number one severe allergy is soy." I'm like, I've been feeding my baby soy milk for the past ten months. That's why she ain't gaining no weight. She was just, she was all skeletal on the face, skinny neck. She looked like, she looked like a crack baby. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold you. Look like a crack baby. And we all know when you have daughters and you have kids, when you're at home, you're not doing a damn hair because them kids wearing you out. So my daughter's hair was never really done because we weren't going nowhere. One, we didn't have a car, didn't have no money. So it was always at home. Daughter just crawling around the house, hair looking like Coolio, her face sunk in. Skin, this, she had the uh, the black spots and patches all over her body because she was scratching. So she had like, her skin was all pussy and hard and dark. Now, it wasn't until she was about two years old when we finally, the, we finally get a doctor who tells us exactly what we need to do. Yo. Give her this cream, bathe her like this. This is a lotion you need to use. Finally got the right stuff. Started growing out of some of those allergies. Cause you know, when she was two years old, that's when she started gaining the weight. Got her cheeks, you know, babies look cute when they got the cheeks. She had her little gut. Remember me and my homeboy Demetri, he would call her stomach. Cause like uh, her stomach was so dang big cause she could finally start eating solid foods. So we, we were giving my daughter what? We were giving her hot dogs, Cheerios, uh, applesauce and Ritz crackers. Those are the four things she ate all day, every day. One, because we knew she could have them, but we didn't. Um, we didn't really explore other options because we didn't want her itching and scratching because her eczema was so bad. To this day, my daughter don't really like hot dogs. She's like, "Yo, I'm kind of, kind of burnt out on hot dogs, Dad. I don't want no hot dog." She don't really. <laughs> um, she don't like apples. Um. Because she'll always, always give us like apple slices, applesauce all the time. And I said, okay, dad, I get it. I'm over apples. Can I get an orange? Like, can I have a banana? Like, please stop. Please stop. So I said, I'll just say this. My daughter wasn't cute coming out the womb. Okay. She looked skeletal. But then after her health came back, she grew up some strength. She was a cute baby. Okay. My oldest son, cute baby. My youngest son, cute baby. Okay. Now, you don't got to be the best looking person in the world, but it's very hard to make an ugly child. If you have an ugly child, God did not have a plan for your life. He's kind of, he's like, ah, he's like, oh, snaps. I just made another human, huh? Ah, damn, man, I want to pay attention, man. I was, uh, I was over here talking to the angels, man, trying to stop them from fighting with the demons and stuff. We need that going on over here. Ah, made another human. Okay, well, y'all going to be all right. But he didn't expect you to go marry uh, Grimlin from down the road. Now, two two monsters don't make a pretty baby. Y'all make a monster. Okay, so stop it. Stop it. Nobody deserves to see that. Nobody. Okay? What else here, man? Uh, another thing I want to talk about, man. Why do people with young kids try to tell people with older kids how to raise them? I'm so sick of people who got... 
a four-year-old, a three-year-old, trying to tell me how to raise my 14-year-old son, my 12-year-old daughter, and my soon-to-be 10-year-old son. Why are you, t- your son's still in diapers. Don't tell me how to raise my kids. I, you can come to me and ask me how to, how to, how to I potty train. How did I get through them going to, you know, in grade school or transition to middle school? Because I did that. You can ask me, hey, how are you dealing with your kid transitioning to high school? I'm doing that. So you can ask me for advice on how to, how to raise your younger children. But until you have kids that are my age, shut the hell up. Do not tell me what it is that I need to do, what I'm doing wrong. Because until you have a teenager, you don't know what it's like. You got a little toddler. Your toddler talking back to you and you can just tell him, no, stop, go in your room. But for the most part, he gonna do what you say. When you got a teenager, it's like, nigga, who's you talking to? What, 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 you balling your fist up? What you wanna do? You wanna, you, what, what, you wanna fight me? I promise you, dude, I told my son. He would be telling he be thinking about fighting me. I can see it in his face. And I'm like, dude, I promise you, you may be taller than me, you might have a longer reach than me, but I'm forever gonna be stronger than you. And I guarantee you, I'm going to get you one good time in the gut. And I'm going to crumble you. I'm going to ruin your life. Do not. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. I promise you, boo-boo. I promise you. I cannot wait till the day till my son tests me to where we really got to come to blows. Because I guarantee you, I'm knocking this nigga out. Y'all can can judge me all you want to. Judge me all you want to. But look, my son, six foot four. 150, 160 pounds. He's only 14. We get 17, he probably gonna be six foot five, six foot six, 210, 215. Guess what? You a grown ass man now, and now you gotta catch this fade. Come with me, come with me foul if you want to, bro. Come with me foul if you want to. My mama fought me. And here's the, here's the thing. My mama fought me, but I didn't never swing at her. She was just my mama. You no, know I think my mom just had built up anger issues when she was growing up and she was just fighting like my mama done beat up a girl and um at the church chicken uh back in the day because she was messing with my dad i'm like for you y'all weren't really together but you trying to fight this girl why are you so angry my cousins tell me all the time my mom used to like just beat they butt in the back of the day now so i got older cousins who are like in their 30s and 40s and are still scared of my mama yo hey be cool, nigga. Oh, nigga, Chris's mom. Hey, be cool. Be cool. You know, give her the most respect. They don't give a damn about their parents. They talking back to them left and right. My mama walk in the room and say, hey, sorry, auntie. You know, I'm put the put the weed out, put the drink down. You know, my bad, auntie. They don't give a damn about cussing and smoking and drinking in their mama house. When my auntie come through there, it's like, hey, up most respects. They don't see her put hands on somebody one too many times. I see my mom put hands on my sister one too many times. I thought that was Tyson versus Holyfield back in the day. I was like, well, all right. Well, I don't need to see that. My bro pounced on her. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to my room. Like that SpongeBob meme, I'm going to head out. That's what I did back in the 90s. I'm going to head out. I was I was, I was, was out of there, you know? So like I, get, like I said, if you don't got kids who are older, do not tell the parents who have older kids how to raise our kids. For one, we're looking at you like, where is this knowledge coming from? What, um, have you tested out this theory? Because they're always like, oh man, speak life into your kids. Don't do this, don't do that. I'm like, yeah, you should speak life into your kids. 
But you also need to correct them little bastards when they get out of line. They start talking greasy like they got, like they pay bills, like they pay rent. Oh, the other day, my son came home from school. He tried to make two packs of ramen noodles. I was like, yo, dude, what are you doing? One pack. He's like, oh, man, my nigga, you don't buy groceries? The hell wrong with you? You one person. Kids, I'm here eating two sandwiches plus chips. I'm like, yo, y'all one person. Why are you taking four pieces of bread, bruh? Got all this damn cheese. I'm like, y'all don't pay, y'all don't, y'all don't put none of these groceries in the house. I do. I'm the one going to the damn store. Anybody go eat two. Like I said, man, just, just, if you don't, if your kid ain't as old as mine, just shut up. Don't talk to me about how to raise my kids, okay? Just don't do it. For one, I don't trust you, I don't believe in you, and you might get punched in the face. Okay? Another thing, kids are expensive, man. My kids better get some talent or something. Better get to singing or dancing. Look, I see why Joe Jackson did what he did. I did. Like, I, I get it. I understand. This is why he was so adamant. Like, y'all better get these steps. Y'all better get in line. Because kids are expensive. He had like 30 of them. I think it paid off. Okay, you got Michael Jackson and Jackson 5. You got Janet Jackson. I mean, they, hey, they got their money's worth, okay? Now, listen, my kids don't want to do nothing. My daughter don't want to play no sports. She don't want to do nothing. But she's smart as hell, okay? Well, she might be a doctor or a lawyer or something. But y'all got to find out what y'all love and start doing it. Because, listen, bruh, listen, y'all got y'all to retire your daddy now. Hey, 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 say what you want. Working these night shifts, doing all this work, man. Trying to get this. Why do you think I'm out here doing this podcast, okay? Why do you think I'm trying to tell these jokes? Why do you think I'm selling wings on the side? Because I got to pay for these damn kids, okay? They didn't ask to come to this world, but it's my job to take care of them. But they're getting hella expensive, okay? My son wears a size 13 shoe, okay? We wear the same damn shoe size, okay? It's getting hard on these streets. What they want for Christmas? PS4s. And getting PS4s with Fs, tell you that right now. Turn them grades around, you might get a PlayStation 1, okay? You got to go through the you gotta go through the process, okay? I went through the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Skip PlayStation 3 because I was an adult then, couldn't afford it, but I went and got the PS4, okay? Now, my kids, they don't know about, you know, save and select. They don't know about blowing up the cartridges. They don't know about none of that. They don't know about none of that. They just know about the Fortnites and the Call of Duties and all these super graphics. I mean, y'all got realistic graphics now. You know what we had back in the day? Do you know what we had back in the day? So you need to be grateful. You need to be grateful, man. Hey, that being said, man, I'm going to wrap up this podcast, man. I love y'all. I love y'all support. Love y'all for coming out here. Listen, I'm going to be back again next week. You know, when I get to 12 episodes, that's when I'm going to cut off the first season of BD's Universe podcast. So two more episodes into the first season. Then we're going to uh, start having some special guests. Got some things lined up. It's going to be great. Once again, follow me on all on uh, Twitter. Not Twitter, I'm sorry. But uh, follow me on Instagram and Facebook on, on BD underscore Universe. You know, go ahead and check out my content. Leave a comment. You're going to listen to the podcast on the Anchor app, on Spotify. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a rate. Um, rating, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Only leave me five stars though on Apple Podcasts. I don't want to see none of that four, that three. Nah, bro. Give me that five, bro. Give me that five, bro. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to move up here. I'm trying to move on up. All right. That being said, I holla. Deuces.